As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient and bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope. When you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and is in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ appointed. This is why it is. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the, in the built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the old measure of the fullness of Christ then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect. The mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the old body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does in work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Denise for reading for us. And as we said already, New Year's Day uh, seems like a good opportunity uh, for us to think about our priorities for the coming year, not just for each of us individually, but as a whole church. And that's why, um, with the bunch of stuff you were given as you came in, um, we're circulating again the Church Mission Action Plan, um, which kind of reminds us of uh, what we want to do under the Lord uh, through these five years that started last year. Uh, so it's an opportunity to reread that and pray about it. Um, and also, these nasty little bookmarks that Kate has produced for us to help us to pray for some of the things in the Mission Action Plan um, each day of the week. So even if you don't follow the monthly prayer diary, um, these are kind of general things that we can pray uh, for each day of the week, every week. Um, but there's one more reason for covering this topic today, and that is because next uh, Sunday we're going back to our sermon series in 1 Corinthians and when we go back there in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 we're going to be looking at the subject of church discipline that is those um, occasions when very sadly and painfully we have to separate ourselves 
from people who are walking away from the Lord. Um, and so it seemed right, uh, before we look at the kind of negative side of church membership, that we look at the positive um, today, the positive foundation of church membership. So I want us to start by thinking about what is church membership. And all over the New Testament, we get this idea that Christians are members of Christ's body, the church. And that's why there's a body on the, um, on the kids' worksheets, by the way. Okay. Now, when we talk about being a member of something, I wonder what we think of uh, when, when someone talks about being a member of something. I think often we think about uh, being on a membership role, maybe of a club or society or something. <clears throat> For kids, it might be a, a being a member of a group or a club. Some time ago, one of our younger boys proudly announced to us that he was now the leader of his gang at school. And he then listed the names of the other gang members. It's the benefits of an East End education. For grown-ups, it might be being a member of a gym or a member of a film club, or if you're very rich, a member of a private members club. Whatever the group, we usually think about membership in terms of having your name on a list. Maybe you pay a subscription to become a member. You get certain benefits if you're on that list. In fact, some churches find it helpful to operate in that kind of way, where they have a formal role of membership that you can apply to join. But actually what the New Testament means by membership isn't really about having your name on a list or being part of a club. When the Bible talks about membership, it means being a body part. The word that's used is melos in Greek. It literally means a part of a body, maybe an arm or a leg. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, um, which Denise just read from, is all about God's cosmic plan to bring together different people into the body of Christ. We saw last Sunday on Christmas Day from Ephesians chapter 1 that God's great plan from before the beginning of time for the very end is to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. And the way he started to do that in the present age is by calling together different, disconnected people to be part of this thing called the church. So if you've got your Bible open, and it'll be a good time to, to open it to Ephesians, if you haven't, it's page 1173 is where Ephesians begins, 1173. And in that first chapter of Ephesians, right at the end of that first chapter, it says that God placed all things under Christ's feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Verse 23 which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And so if we're Christian people, we are parts or members of that body together. So over the page you can see in chapter 4, verse 25, that we must speak truth to each other. Why? Well, because we are all members of one body. And over the page again in chapter 5, verse 30, 
chapter 5, verse 30, it says, well, I'll pick up in 29, uh, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for the body, just as Christ does the church, verse 30, for we are members of his body. We are body parts. We are Jesus's hands and feet and eyes and ears. So when we think about being members of a church, <clears throat> we mustn't think just in terms of whether our name is on a list. We need to think organically and relationally and biologically. We belong to Christ's body, the church. We belong to one another in Christ. And so what defines us as members of St Anne's or of any local church is not whether our name is on a list. We do actually have a list, it's called the electoral roll, but it doesn't define church membership biblically. What makes us a member of a church is whether we have faith in Jesus Christ, the head of the body, and whether we then express that in relationship with Jesus through our active commitment to our particular church. So that body language means that if someone says they're a Christian, but they aren't an active member of a local church, there's something not right, isn't there? One of the definitions of being a Christian is being part of Christ's body. Now, I know that there are some people who are physically unable to play an active part in a local church, and that's rightly a, a painful and distressing thing uh, for those people. In some parts of the world, like in Iran or in North Korea, for example, it might be because it's highly dangerous to meet with other Christians. In our culture, it's more likely uh, to be because of some kind of physical illness or disability that makes it impossible to get to church. And I'm aware of three or four people who would say they're members of St Anne's, but who physically can't make it to church. If there's anyone else who's watching on YouTube or listening to the download afterwards um, and you would love to be part of St Anne's, uh, will you get in touch and we'll connect as best we can? I'd love to hear from you. But for everyone else, can I urge you to be an active part of the body of Christ at St Anne's or at a local church elsewhere? as much as your health and circumstances allow. Ephesians 4 tells us that being members of the body of Christ has common implications for all of us in our unity, and then there'll be particular parts that each one of us can play as different members of the body. We're gonna look at those quite briefly, and I'm drawing on things that we discussed earlier last year in January 2022 um, in our series on church and you can listen back to those sermons on the website or watch the whole services um, on the St Anne's Limehouse YouTube channel uh, 9th of January 2022 onwards. Let's look first at the common responsibilities that are shared by every member of St Anne's or of any local church, and that's in verses 1 to 6 of chapter 4. So we're on page 1175 now, Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul writes, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. 
Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Do you see there the importance of unity of relationship? Next slide, thank you. Unity of relationship. If we're all members of the same body, we need each other and we need to get along. And that's not always easy, is it? That's why we need to bear with one another. Verse two, it requires effort. Verse three, but when a church full of different people who perhaps have nothing else in common, when they're united in Christ, it's a powerful witness to some of the deepest things that make us Christian. Let me be a bit more specific. Being united in relationship with one another means actually spending time together. It means that coming to church in person whenever possible uh, is not an optional extra when we don't have anything better to do. It's a fundamental expression of being a Christian. Can I encourage you, this is my opportunity to encourage you as well to turn up on time for church or even early. It's a reflection of what's important to us, isn't it? If we're early to church, we can pray together beforehand. We can uh, greet one another. We can help with last minute preparations. We can welcome newcomers. That small act of leaving home a few minutes early is an expression of being part of the body of Christ and to stay for tea and coffee, relational time afterwards. And not just on Sundays. We'd love it if every member of St Anne's was able to meet in a small group each week, a home group, a daytime group. It can be very hard to be Christian family uh, together uh, more than superficially on Sundays because there are just too many people to get to know properly, uh, to catch up each week, to pray for one another. And so we meet in small groups to study the Bible and to deepen our family commitment to a few brothers and sisters in particular. <clears throat> so if you're not uh, already part of a small group, maybe that's one little change you can make this new year. Speak to me afterwards and we'll find the right group at the right time of the week um, for you to join. And it'd be great as well if you could commit to that monthly prayer meeting that I mentioned earlier. That's the one big opportunity each month for committed members of St Anne's to get together without having to worry about greeting visitors and outsiders as we do on Sundays. It's where we share the most important church family news and pray together. It's not just for really keen people. It's for everyone who would say they're a member of the body of Christ at St Anne's. Maybe this new year, your little tweak will be to say, yes, I'll take note of the second Wednesday of each month and come to the prayer meeting. There are other ways that we can all express our membership of the body of Christ. Regular sacrificial financial giving, depending on what we can afford. Again, remember those bookmarks. And hopefully as we pray each day, 
uh, in unity with our church family, the Lord will be prompting us about the part that we can play. So there are various ways that we can all be involved in unity uh, of relationship as members of the body of Christ at St Anne's. But for each one of us, there will also be particular uh, ways that we can be involved. God made us all different, and we each have different situations, different gifts and abilities, different opportunities to contribute to the body of Christ. And that's important as well. So we're going to go on now to look at diversity of roles in the body of Christ. In that opening part of Ephesians chapter 4, Paul emphasised our common unity in Christ, but he says, but verse 7, he says, to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Now, I don't think he means that we're each given a different quantity of grace. No, he's referring to each being given a different type of gift a different opportunity to serve the body. And he says that Jesus gives certain things in particular to his church. Let's pick up in verse 11. It says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. God gives some people particular responsibility, he says, for leading and teaching his church. Some of those gifts are foundational, like the apostles in the early church, and some of them are ongoing, and we should expect to see them in every local fellowship, the pastors and teachers. But here's the vital thing. They're not the ones doing the ministry. Or I should say, not the only ones doing the ministry. Did you notice? Their role in verse 12 is to equip the people for works of service or for ministry. The word is the same. Whose work is church work? Everyone's. All the members of the body. Sometimes people speak to me as pastor Uh, as if it's my church or it's me and the PCC and the staff team who are putting on a programme of events and the rest of the church are consumers. But that fundamentally misunderstands what a church is. It's my job as a pastor teacher and the job of Kate and Robin and other leaders in the church. It's our job to equip We do that through Sunday teaching and in small groups and one-to-one and in other ways. But it's everyone's job to play a part in the building up of the body. So one resolution of mine, Paul said I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't always. But one resolution of mine as I've prepared this and thought about 2023 is to focus my energies better on the things that specifically will build others up for works of service and not to feel like I need to get involved in everything we do as a church or lead everything we do as a church but to focus my attention and energies on things that will multiply that ministry by equipping uh, others 
for their works of service. That's the job of a pastor or teacher. The aim in verse 13 uh, for all of us is unity in faith and knowledge and maturity in Christ. That's contrasted in verse 14 with immaturity, with being spiritual babies who are tossed about by the waves and every wind of doctrine. Again in verse 15, the vision is to grow together into the mature body of Christ that is a united, stable, healthy church. And in verse 16, that requires every member, every body part, to play their part. Verse 16, it says, From Christ, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So here's the question for each one of us this morning, each one who's watching the live stream, if we would call ourselves a Christian person, what's your part in the building up of the body here at St Anne's or at your local church if you're visiting us today? What can you do to see the church built into maturity and into Christ. You see, grace has been given to each of us as Christ has apportioned it. We each have the privilege of contributing in different ways to the whole. The contribution we make will depend on our other responsibilities in life. It will depend on our health. It will depend on what we're good at or what we're not good at. The aim of this teaching isn't to make us feel guilty about the things we can't do. We're all different. But it might be that we can play a particular part by joining a serving team at church. We always need people to prepare and serve and clear up the tea and coffee on a Sunday, for example. That's a great practical thing that enables other ministry. It encourages the welcoming of newcomers and the conversations we can have with one another after church. It might be that you can contribute to the teaching of the children by helping in Sunday club. More than that, it means coming to church and to your small group or the prayer meeting with your works of service hat on. It means spotting practical things that need doing. It means looking to speak a word of encouragement or to be a listening ear or to offer to pray with someone. In doing that, we're all contributing to God's cosmic plan of bringing all things to unity and maturity in Christ. Maybe we don't realise the difference that our little words, our little acts of service can make You might have heard the story, it's a famous story now, uh, of when President Kennedy visited the NASA Space Center in 1962. He met a janitor who was carrying a broom and he said, what are you doing? Well, the janitor said, I'm helping to put man on the moon. Every little thing that we do contributes to the cosmic plan of building up the body of Christ bringing all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. 
So again, I wonder what little tweak you can make, what contribution you can make in 2023 towards that grand goal. Well, I'm going to stop there, but you'll find on your, um, on your sheet, there's a little outline of where we've been going if you haven't found it already. And at the bottom, there are a couple of questions to help us think these things through further. Um, the first is, would you say you're a member of St Anne's? Why or why not? Uh, and then secondly, what specific way can you contribute to the unity and maturity of the body of Christ in 2023? I'd love you to start thinking about those questions. And why not ask the person next to you those questions when we break in a few minutes' time for tea and coffee? Why not ask someone else how they would answer those questions? Um, but also in our small groups this week, we're going to be um, talking over some of these things and praying together for the body of Christ at St Anne's. So can I encourage you in preparation for that to reread Ephesians 4 and also read the Church Mission Action Plan uh, and think about what part you can play this year. Let me lead us in prayer. Ephesians 4 verse 15, Paul says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We thank you and praise you, our Heavenly Father, for that great cosmic plan of bringing all things together under one head, the body of Christ. Pray, our Father, for any uh, who are here today or hearing this, who are not yet members of the body of Christ, or not sure if they are. We pray, our Father, that you would knit them in, that you'd graft them in by faith in Christ, into the body and we pray dear Lord God for each one whether members of St Anne's or, or just visiting us and members of local churches elsewhere we pray our Father that for every believer in Christ that you'll show them how to play a part in the body of Christ what works of service they can be involved with given the different opportunities, gifts, constraints and circumstances. We pray, our Father, that you'd show each one of us how you would use us towards that grand goal of building the church to unity and maturity in Christ this year in 2023. In Jesus' name we pray.